So the, the simple marketing formula was the 80-20 of marketing for me. Okay. And so I learned the 80-20 principle by Richard Koch. Almost within like a month or two, I dropped the agency and I'm like, I'm going to teach the stuff that actually did work and produce results for us. Which okay. calls. So another piece about the calls is that this has been our most prof profitable, highest converting marketing activity, period. Welcome to the Innovative Founder, the show where entrepreneurs get real. real. These are the raw, the gut-wrenching, often hilarious, sometimes shocking, and definitely entertaining stories of innovative business founders who are making their beautiful dent in the world. No BS, no posturing, and no narcissists allowed. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the unscripted adventures on today's episode. Now, here's your hairless hosts, Bob Rignaris and Brandon Boyd. Hey, everybody. Welcome, founders, to the show today. Well, that was a little low energy. It was I, low energy? Oh. Well, I, I, didn't, I wasn't sure if you were going to start or I was going to start. I just did, Bob. I'm, we're not I know we did. here. We're not hanging out. We're trying to like, get into the banter and the energy fast. I was, was kind of like, wah. <laughs> All right. You take over. Uh, well, yeah, okay. I'll take this. over. It's yeah. freezing, Brandon. I'm frigging cold. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm looking out my window in Colorado and the snow is melting. It's probably 50, 55. Yeah. yeah. Pretty day. Sunny. Hmm. I mean, yeah. you know, this, this is, uh, we're not sure when this is going to air. It's probably in January sometimes. So it's yeah. going to be cold everywhere, but, uh, <laughs> but look, it's, uh, it, it's interesting. Um, we're in, while we're, let's, you know, we'll just say, Hey, we're, we're recording this in December and yes. it's kind of the busy time of the year. And it's an interesting time of the year for business. Yeah. Um, we're kind of like, hey, it's we want to we want to finish the year strong, um, and we want to you know kind of like get ourselves set set up for the next part of the year, right? Mm -hmm. um, I think I, I think one of the things I just wanted to kind of chat about real quick is this idea of like, to, when do you think people shut themselves down in December, where it's like, hey, it's not even worth trying to drum up any business anymore? What What that's, do you think? That's a great question. I know people begin to check out right after thanksgiving i think right now it's like a slow decline i think people are just going to be in apple pie and food mode and watching elf i'm going to estimate after the 14th um i think it's just a slow okay. attention decline that's my kind of and I'm, I'm, I'm basing this on me it's just yeah. a slow like the week of the 18th uh, no just no nothing i want I want to watch Christmas movies. Right. You want to bet out. Yeah, it's that. And we'll, we'll have to see, you know, when this airs, if we're right, but yeah. just based on past history. So, you know, you're going to see a lot of uh, emails coming out where it'll be like, set yourself up for, for success in 2023. Right. And, you know, I it's a, I kind of have this cynical view about things, Brandon, because yeah. on like the week of Thanksgiving, I got all these emails from companies that I could care less about that I maybe did business with years ago going, you are so important to us and we're so <laughs> thankful for you. Yeah. And here's a link to our website just in case you want to buy more shit. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Like, yep, 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 yep. I guess my advice is, is as we start the new year, like just be, try to be different, 
try to do something that's just like, don't copy what everybody else is doing, because that just seemed very like, well, you know, everybody sent that email. So now I guess I got to send an email and it just yeah. didn't seem sincere to me. I, I'm just yeah. like tired of that. I don't know about you. Yeah. 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 It's kind of a me too thing. And, and yeah, the happy holidays email and the, you know, the dancing animation. It's like, okay, come yeah. on. we got to We got to do better. We got to figure this out. And I, and I think you and I have un, just unearthed something that is better. And our guest today is doing something so simple that you and I were just like getting mad at ourselves for not doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, so I saw like, Bob, like right after the interview, like, God, I feel like that was totally for us as feed stories. <laughs> we have not done these, these things. These yeah. interviews are always for us and you all get, you all get to share in it. So, yeah. you know, what, what, what you teach is what you need to learn. And so who we bring on the show is what Brandon and I need to learn. Yep. So I'm imagining that uh, 80% of you are going to hear this and, and are going, damn it. Why didn't I think of that? Yeah. Um, I, I'm really, really uh, excited to to bring to you uh, Mustafa Husseini. Now, he is a uh, he's in a uh, joint venture group with me, Brandon. And uh, that's how we got to know each other. Mm. But his superpower is in follow up. Mm -hmm. His superpower is in picking up the phone and calling prospective customers and customers who we think have gone away. He's a reactivation specialist and he just has a simple way to do it. Mm -hmm. And all he does is he picks up the phone. Imagine and I, that. And I just keep thinking Secret. to myself, I don't want to do that. I don't <laughs> want to do that. I'm scared. <laughs> I, these I'm are people we've done business with. They're yeah. very, very happy with us. We, we we love them not only as clients, but but as as friends. We'd love to have dinner with them as well as as serve their needs. And we don't want to do it. I'm terrified. Yeah, I'm terrified of some perception that oh well, well he he put it really good in the interviews. It's like oh I don't want to bother them. I don't want to bother. And that's exactly what I feel. Uh, and he's got a great answer to that. So we're going to tease that right now. Um, you are going to enjoy this. This is really instructive, um, a really amazing uh, a business person, and really pay attention to how he stumbled on this. Um, and uh, I, th I think it's going to be really instructive. So uh, enjoy this interview with our friend Mustafa Hosseini. Hey, founders, we Hello, are happy to have you on the show today. We have Welcome. a great, great guest from the great white north. <laughs> And, and it's very appropriate today, isn't it? Mustafa Husseini, um, uh, somebody that I've known for a while, member, uh, we're, we're part of the same uh, joint venture group, uh, but you're in, uh, Cal is it Calgary, right? Calgary, Alberta? Calgary, Alberta, up in Canada. How cold is it today, Ooh. Mustafa? So it's pretty close to minus 30 today. This morning, I, I was just telling you guys, I, I went out for a coffee and the air was frozen. <laughs> the, I think the the humidity or the water particles were frozen and I've never honestly I've never seen this before but the sun was just shining through and it created created a rainbow like that is pretty crisp a if, frozen <laughs> rainbow <laughs> yes that's exactly what it was it was a frozen oh rainbow you ever like, those, there's like take videos going around TikTok YouTube where people take well, walk outside with like boiling water when it's yeah, so yes. they toss it in the air and it turns into ice Imagine if when you do that and the sun is just shining right right through, that would be a beautiful frozen rainbow. Yes. That's what we have like up yes. in the air. Right. Fantastic. 
<laughs> well, we're just we're so excited to have you today. Um, Likewise, uh, I was I was honored to be a guest on your show, and uh, so thank you for coming on our show and uh, just sharing yourself today. So we, we like to start off, Mustafa. What are you jazzed about? Personal life, business life, right now? What's going on that uh, you want to share with us? All right. So, um, two or three things that I'm pretty jazzed about. One thing is um, we are. Um, I had a course called Simple Marketing Formula, and it was six modules, and, and each module covered a different aspect of marketing. So it was uh, goal setting, target market, offer, lead gen, conversion, retention. Now, what I'm doing is I'm offering each of those modules as a separate course, as a standalone course. And okay. then the other thing we're doing is we're turning it into a book. So it's going to be six books leading into six courses. They're all interconnected. And I'm pretty, pretty excited about that. What so went into what went into your decision to do that? So what went in was it, it, it's it, it's probably easier to sign people up for a standalone issue. Like, let's work on your offer for four hours and nail that down versus here is a, a simple marketing plan and it's got six modules. It's going to take three days. Hmm. So easier and a, a smaller pill to chew on. And uh, that, 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 that was it, basically. Okay. And then, so that's one thing I'm working on. The other thing that I'm working on is for the past three or four weeks, um, I listened to this guy, uh, Naval Ravikant. Do you guys okay. know Naval? No, I don't. No. Um, he's a Silicon Valley guy, investor, kind of a, Silicon Valley, big shot, probably worth about 70 to 80 million bucks. And he was talking about his meditation method. Mm. And his method is that he sits down for an hour and does nothing and lets the mind just do its thing, just jump around. Some people call it like a monkey jumping from one <laughs> branch to the other. Yeah. yeah. And then you just do nothing. You don't like focus on breathing or try to control your mind. You let your mind do its thing. And then within half an hour, 45 minutes, the mind is, mind is kind of done doing that. Then you go into this calm state and it's it's been a game changer for me. Mm, I've done yeah. a million different, not a million, I've done quite a few different types <laughs> of um, meditation methods, none of which I got hooked on, but this is a game changer for me. Hmm. So the, these that. are two new things that I'm working on. Love that. I've been, um, I kind of incorporated a meditation method the last few years and before that kind of off and on. And like you said, you know, this idea, this perception of meditation going in is you're trying to shut the mind down, calm the mind and think nothing. And, you know, the more you do that, the more it acts up, you know, the monkey yeah. starts jumping, right? Yeah. So I love that. I started visualizing kind of a river and let thoughts flowing by me instead of trying to push them away. And it eventually what happens is it kind of slowed down and this space was created for more creative thought. And so I love that. What a beautiful yeah. exercise. Yeah. And yeah. It's like, just let, let your mind be no judgments, no filtering, no controlling, just let it be. And it calms down. And then what I absolutely loved about it is like, you do this for 60 days. It's like, there's all sorts of thoughts that are supposed to come up. They will come up. And then you point a, a, a what I'm, what I'm going to call a, a point zero, like a neutral. All the thoughts have come up. You've dealt with it. It's kind of mm -hmm. neutralized all the, all the um, heavily positive or negative thoughts 
coming up. They just come up and you're like, all right, you can be there. It's mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. And then it, it, it gets to a, he calls it a bliss state. And um, um, I'm looking forward to that. Nice. Nice. Yeah. How long, how long have you been doing? Perfect. How long have you been doing that? Three or four weeks. Okay. Nice. And, and, I, and I feel great after when I do it. Yeah. Like what, what have you noticed? Is, is there any sort of like practical things that have popped in your life or like what, what, what can you share about how it's, how it's changed? So, yes. So what it does is um, I feel great. Like in my head, I feel lighter mm. and I've started taking better action. Hmm. And so with, with an anxious mind, and as I have ADD, as a lot of entrepreneurs do, my brain is like all over the map and it's trying to um, digest a dozen thoughts and things yeah. at a time. But when I do this, I feel better. And I've, I've noticed, honestly, over the past few weeks, I've been taking better and dec- more decisive actions. Hmm. And so... Because, and what I loved about it, the way he explained it, he's like, one question I'm still pondering, he's like, imagine how your life and business would have been if if you've been in a calm and relaxed state of mind, <laughs> and you've been making decisions in a calm state of mind. I'm like, yeah, things would have been different because <laughs> an anxious mind cannot make good decisions. And we all know that. Yeah. We keep making, in that state of mind, an anxious state of mind we keep we keep making bad decisions and they just compound on each on top of each other and next thing you know <laughs> we're in big trouble yeah so that sounds familiar so i train jujitsu and one of the things you learn I'm, I'm not a higher belt by the least but you learn you learn that um they call it hesitation is the mother of all errors in jujitsu so you know, when I'm usually getting smashed by a larger opponent and I'm suffocating and I'm <laughs> panicking a little bit and, and it's like, uh, that's usually when I give up an arm or a limb or a wrist to get attacked or submitted. But, uh, but, but being remaining calm and understanding I, I'm safe, I can breathe. I'm going to play this game of inches rather than panic and trying to get out with one big movement and tire myself out. So I like that. That makes sense. Trying to yeah. operate from a neutral position, a neutral mindset. Hundred percent. He in his description, he was talking about how people to do martial arts, the calm, skilled person will almost always win. Hmm. If they're they're skilled equally, the calmer person hmm. usually wins. Hmm. One thing that I um, that I still remember, Michael Jordan talking about Kobe Bryant. And Michael was saying, Kobe has this deathly calm set of mind. And he was saying his calmness is deathly. Mm -hmm. And if you ever watch Kobe, like in that last split second, he has this calmness and then he just goes for the kill. Amazing to watch. Mm. Yeah, his his nickname, the, the Black Mamba, was just a great, it was a great visual for him. I mean, you think I apologize, I apologize. I, I mixed up the people. I meant Stephen Carey. I didn't mean Kobe. Oh, Stephen Curry. Curry. Okay. Steph Curry does this. He has this calm thing. Actually, it was Kobe talking about Steph. I okay, because Kobe's people. very calm too, which is interesting. Yes. Yeah. Maybe it's just a characteristic of top performers that they're able yeah. to calm themselves in the face of uh, intense competition or intense uh, situations. 100%. 100%. Cool. 
Hey, love to hear a little bit about, um, I, I know you're big, big on family. Um, how do you, yeah. how do you incorporate that value into, into your business? How do, how do you keep that a high priority? So, um, one of my daily habits is calling my family first thing in the morning, mom, dad, brothers, friends, people that are family to me. And so, uh, the way that incorporates into my business is as I run a call center specializing in follow-ups, <laughs> we do the same thing as I love to talk to people and, and, uh, stay in touch with them and nurture the relationships because it's all, all about relationships. At the end of the day, we get referrals from people that we know. We do business with people that we know. So that's how I incorporate my family value into my business. How how does that call go? Because it, if it's a big family, that's that's a big commitment. <laughs> so I don't call everybody every day, but I do actually okay. almost talk to my mom and dad pretty much every day. Let um, us call and touch base. Hey, how's it going? What's going on? What are you doing? What have you been up to? And, Interesting. Uh, Okay. I've never heard anybody do that. That's that's very interesting. It seems like it would take a lot of time out of the day. So you got your hour meditation, well, you got two hours of phone calls and you've got that. You got then it's lunch. Yeah, <laughs> no, the phone calls are not get... two hours. They're probably 15, 20 minutes. They're not that oh, okay. long. Okay. I do it like I talk to my mom every day. It's not gonna be a long conversation. Yeah. Well, I guess so if you talk every day, then there's less of the uh the the lawn updates, right? It's like yeah. you already know what's going on, so it's just kind of an immediate thing. Cool. I've never heard anybody sure. do that. That's cool. I love that. I love that. So Absolutely. question on that. So I was looking through kind of the show notes and your focus is on for retention and referrals. Um, you focused your energy on their fix their follow-up problem, scale through referrals and customer retention and business. Um, I want to hear a little bit more about that, what you figured out. Um, I think, you know, all of us have been in the marketing world and, and the lead generation and the front end stuff is really sexy, you know, acquiring the, acquiring the customer and getting the sale and the newness. But I would imagine that what you discovered under the hood was that most people have a lousy follow-up sequence or methodology and um, with their referrals and their customer retention. Is that kind of why you focused on that area where everyone else kind of focuses on the front? Any thoughts on that? For sure. Can I share the story on how we got here? Of course. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. So I ran a marketing agency from 2010 to 2018. And we did A to Z, all sorts of digital marketing. And so, and I learned from Kennedy about the power of uh, retention and follow-ups and how it's like the low-hanging fruit and nobody does it. Mm. So the story is that every time I ran out of cash or customers and I had like a deadline for bills to pay and we've all experienced that, I would pull my hair out for like a few days and I'm like, oh my God, what am I going to do? Then I would come to my senses and realize that I have a list of people, <laughs> prospects, existing customers, past customers and whatnot. So what I would do is I would pick up the phone and have a very friendly conversation and touch base. Where are you at? What's going on? What can we do for you? Do you know someone I can help? And uh, on the day of, or shortly after, we would get cash, appointments, introductions, and referrals. Hmm. And then I was like, well, this is pretty cool. We kept doing it. And I started teaching that in Simple Marketing Formula. Then I would share the script in the process and be like, guys, here's the process. Here's the script. It's pretty simple. Pick up the phone start calling your list, people that you know, like, and trust, and they like, know, and trust you. So it's not hard. It's not like you're cold calling random people. And nobody would do it. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, guys, this is like your customer. Like, pick up the phone. They still wouldn't do it. So I was puzzled for a long time. Like, why? Because it, it's natural to me. If you tell me that, call your customers and you're going to get cash today. I wouldn't even think about it because it's kind of like second nature for me. Then later, I had a guy who was making calls for us, and he was looking for more work. And a few times during the workshop, I was like, hey, I have a guy who can make calls for you, and he's looking for more work. Who wants an introduction? Almost everybody in the class. There you go. That is interesting. And then that happened a few times, and I'm like, what if we do this for you? What if we manage it for you? Who wants that? They're like, yeah, brother, sign me up. (laughs) So, (laughs) So we got some validation, and I knew that. Follow-up is a big problem, regardless of where you go. And so then um, I learned the long and the hard way that people just hate to pick up the phone. Mm. They just don't like it. That's the short story. And then so we're like, if we pick up the phone for you and we do the calls for you and we fix the follow-up problem for you, do you want that? They're like, yeah. (laughs) So, (laughs) So... that's that's what we do. Huh. Love so prior, so I, I wanna wanna make sure we clarify. So from you said you you've been doing you had done that for about eight years. Was that so that was that was what you started? Um, and we'll talk about kind of what happened before that, but you were actually then doing that for people. You were actually making calls for clients, right? So this is a more more recent thing. It has a, we started a call center in the past year or two. Gotcha. Okay, but that's what led oh, okay. into the call center. Okay. Um, yeah. Because I know at some point you you moved into like strictly coaching. Is is that accurate? Or you're yes. not doing yes. the hands on? That's when okay. I was teaching the. So the the simple marketing formula was the eighty twenty of marketing for me. Okay. And so I learned the eighty twenty principle by Richard Koch. Almost within like a month or two, I dropped the agency and I'm like, I'm going to teach the stuff that actually did work and produce results for us, which calls. So another piece about the calls is that this has been our most profitable, highest converting marketing activity, period. Mm. Yes. We get like when we called our people, we got between 10 to 30% conversion. And so. I mean, calling existing uh, existing customers, customers or okay past okay. customers reactivations even the leads Perfect. that have come in like a problem is like people spend a ton of time and money to bring in leads and prospects yeah. and then never follow up yeah mm. like and then i'm like why did you spend a few hundred dollars to get a lead on facebook and you did nothing with it they're just sitting there yeah why do you think that is? Why do you why do you think there's resistance around people following up with existing customers that have have been happy yeah. with with the service? Well, why do you think that is? Two two or three thought processes. One, they say I don't want to bother them. Mm. I'm sure you've heard that. And uh, uh, literally, Mustafa, I'm thinking that right now. Yeah. Like I don't yeah, I yeah, don't yeah. want to bother them. I am a right, person is like I don't want to bother people. It's so absolutely what I'm thinking. So let let me answer that. People say, I don't want to bother them. And then I'm like, you're not bothering them. You're actually helping them. Because the way we do the calls is we do the calls in a very friendly and nurturing approach. And you'd be amazed how often people say, thank you for thinking of me. Mm. So I'm not calling to go to, you know, do a hardcore sales type of call. I'm just calling to say, check in. Hey, what's going on? What's happening? Are you happy with us? What's going on in your life? Just checking in. 
And then we kind of nicely and calmly say, is there anything I could do for you? Or if you have an invitation to a workshop, an event or something, you would just say, we're doing this. Would you like to join us? And then on every single call, we also ask for a referral. Just curious, who do you know that may be having issues with their marketing, with their health, with their whatever? And when you do that a few times a year, you kind of educate your people to think of you, to refer you and be top of mind with them. Mm. So bothering them, it's like you're, as a matter of fact, you're bothering them by not following up. Yeah. Because that person still has a problem. They raised their hand. They said, Bob, I have an issue with my marketing, with my Facebook and this and that, or whoever. And then we're like, I don't want to bother them. They still have the problem. So we are bothering them by not following up. Mm. Second thing I hear is people say, I don't want to be salesy. And then my response is, well, don't be salesy. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> just be Imagine nice. That. Um, and so just be nice and say, hey, uh, it seems like so. So when we call, let's say somebody downloaded a lead magnet from your website. So we would call them up and say, hey, um, my name is Mustafa. I'm calling from this place. Did I catch you at a bad time? And that's what I learned from Chris Voss, asking no oriented question. Did it, instead of saying, is this a good time? We say, is this a bad time? And sometimes they're like, yeah, it's a bad time. And sometimes they're like, no, what's going on? Then I would say, the reason I'm calling it is it seems like you have downloaded my checklist on the website. Would it be a problem if we start with what kind of problem were you trying to solve by downloading this checklist? Mm-hmm. Right? Because they raise their hand, they download a check. And if they say, no, 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 I'm good, then no problem. You know, we'll move forward. But if if we reached out and offered help, then we're a lot more likely to convert that person. Would you agree? Yes. Totally. Instead of just leaving them in the air and hoping that they would come and beg me to give me money. <laughs> which doesn't happen very often. And so we just have a very friendly conversation. Then we work on qualifying them. Is this a prop problem that you want to maybe work on and tackle? When do you want to do it? Would you be against talking to our team members to see if we can help? And then we just walk them through and qualify them. And if they're good, we work on booking an appointment. If they say, you know what, not right now, call me back in a month. Then we schedule a call to call them back in a month. Or we just take it from there. So we're not being salesy. We're just reaching out to help and nurture and take care of our people. Hey, founders. We are really excited to share a free gift from our guest today. Mustafa has made a blueprint and checklist available to you. Uh, go to persyo.com forward slash VQ. That's persyo.com forward slash VQ. It is a blueprint and a checklist which will help you work on your follow-up and what we learned today and what we're learning about is if you have a simple process for follow-up and a system uh, you'll be able to reactivate old customers activate prospects that maybe wouldn't have done business with you it's just a simple process and he's explained it really well and we're really excited to share this free gift with you it's persyo.com forward slash vq you're listening to the innovative founder now, back to your hosts, Bob Rickneris and Brandon Boyd. I appreciate this because, you know, so many clients we work with with Feed Stories, 
there is this resistance around being salesy. Nobody wants to be salesy, you know, because we we ascribe selling to you know infomercials and and maybe you know smarmy marketing techniques and false scarcity and all this stuff that just makes us uncomfortable. And I love the idea of just making it a conversation. Not you know, this is a conversation. This is a follow. This is checking in to see how things are going. Um, I love that. I, I I think people are used to and tired of so many, and they've gotten more sophisticated, and they're they're very uh-huh. tired and and very aware of when they are trying to be sold something versus easy conversational, no pressure, no expectations for an outcome kind of conversation. Absolutely. Absolutely. Does it has it become uh has it become difficult uh you know with people screening calls and things like that? How, how do you find this works in this environment where we? where we just kind of look at our phones and, and don't answer calls from people we don't know. I honestly don't, don't pay too much attention to that because I'm, okay. I'm aiming for the people that are going to answer the phone. Okay. We get between 15 to 20% answering rates. Wow. Depending on the day and the time. That's great. And if someone answers the phone, great. If not, we'll just move forward and we'll try to call them on a different day at a different time. So hopefully we can get a hold of them. Now, if someone blocks me and starts screening me, it is what it is. Sure. Okay. I'm just aiming for the. Just like getting an email, like getting an email opt out. Exactly. You know, for whatever reason, it's like, okay, we're, we're, we're not interested in, in you, and you move on. Absolutely. So we just want to have conversations and uh, people, people sometimes get afraid of uh, getting a bad vibe or a bad response from someone. Yeah. And then uh, there was this one one case where we called. I was actually on the phone myself. We called this number three or four times, like in a week. And then eventually he picks up the phone. He's like, what do you want? Mm. And then I'm like, hi, uh, I'm Mustafa with this company. Uh, here's the reason that I'm calling. Did I catch you at a bad time? And he goes, oh, I'm sorry. I thought it was just some spammer. And then it Ooh. turned into a very nice conversation. Wow. So I honestly a... haven't had a negative conversation with our calls. That's fantastic. Sometimes so like, no, it's a bad time. Don't call me. We're like, all right, no problem. So I, I, I want to kind of jump back to this decision. So you, you were, I'm assuming you were providing full service marketing, like Moji agencies, right? Running ads, doing creative, all no. parts of the funnel. No, we just do it. We specialize in this follow-up phone calls. No, did you, when you, when you started? Back then, yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. We did full service digital agency. Yes. Okay. Which is which is the boat a lot of people in, and Brandon yeah. and I kind of have a similar path where we we said like, no, we're going to focus in on what. So you had this. So it was the eighty twenty book that really kind of enlightened you to like, hey, what's what's the thing that we're doing that's providing the most bang for the buck? And it was the the follow ups, correct? Absolutely. And then the other piece was like. What's what's one thing that people really suck at? They don't want to do it. And it's mm. a big problem. No one else wants to tap into it that I can do. And I'm really good at it. Cool. And I'm like, oh, this follow up thing doesn't. It, it took me like a year or two to actually I was thinking about it. I was like, I should really do this. <laughs> you weren't you weren't meditating every day. So you didn't make a <laughs> yeah. really good decision. Yeah. And one thing that I've noticed over the years is every time I'm rough, I'm afraid of something. I should definitely do it. Wow. Love that. Um, if I think I suck at it and I have some skills at it, I should definitely do it. 
That's that's very telling there, right? Yeah. Like the thing you're most afraid of is the thing you should be doing. That's yeah. that's very insightful right there. Mm. Um that that process is it's just very familiar to us because well, first of all, um Perry Marshall's a good friend of all of ours and 8020 sales and marketing. He kind of introduced that concept to business. And um it was I had been doing full service agency work as well um up until like 2016. And because I was doing paid ads on Facebook, I got invited to Facebook headquarters. And one of the things they did there was was basically they admitted they were a video company. And the engineer who's in charge of the uh the algorithm for the ad said, Hey Bob, let me tell you something. Um, we could target better than you. We could, um, and we could bid better than you, but the one thing we can't do is creative. In fact, creative is the thing you should focus in on because 80% of the results of any ad is based on the creative. And that for us, for Brandon and I was the, the catalyst that was like, well, wait a minute, why are we messing with all this other stuff? Let's mm. focus in on the one thing that gets people the highest rate of return, that gets the highest response, 100%. which is creative. So that's that's just really, I think, an encouragement for the audience. It's like, if you're kind of spinning your wheels and you're doing a lot of things, maybe you're the the master of many things, or it's, no, the jack of all trades and master of none, uh-huh. is, is doing 80-20 of what you do and find out either what's the, what's, what's the 20% that's getting you 80% of results, um, what takes you 20% less time or 80% less time, you know, this 80-20 analysis that you do is is really insightful. And I think what it did for you, Mustafa, is, you, I mean, you you tested it too. You actually kind of, I'm, I'm assuming you picked up the phone, right? And just asked people like, what would you, how did you test it? Did you ask them like, what would you pay for this? Did you come up with the price? How, how did you make that transition? Uh, we did ask, would you pay for this? They said yes. And then we came up with different we have a couple of different pricing models and we went out there and tested it and uh we're still optimizing our pricing um uh, it's uh, uh still working on it oh it's it's always constantly evolving right absolutely oh, absolutely and hopefully it's always going up absolutely <laughs> well, and so so you know what's funny i was against performance charging based on performance hmm. i was like i'm gonna charge a flat fee I don't care how much money you make. I'm not even going to charge a percentage off of the the back end. I'll charge a flat fee. You take all the money home. And people had a hard time with that. I'm like, dude, it's actually less. You pay less. Then I'm like, really? Then we turn around. We're like, all right, no problem. We're going to do performance base. And because one day I sat down and I did the math. I'm like, what if we charge $100 per appointment? And people are like, yeah, we'll pay for that. I'm like, dude, you're going to pay so much more money if I charge mm. you hundred bucks per appointment. Cause I'm going to book you probably 30 appointments per thousand people. Nice. That's three grand versus the little fee that I, the flat fee, but they were still okay with that. They're like, no problem. We'll go performance-based. So whatever mm. makes more sense. Well, I mean, it's just a lesson to ask, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. uh, we, we can come up with all the ideas we want on our own, but ultimately, it's like we need the market to tell us how how they want us to work, and you know we're, we're not fighting against things. But and I, you know, I think the mentality there is is actually pretty simple. And I, people are tying the action, and they're happy to pay on the action when they're playing the fat when they're paying the flat fee. Maybe they're not directly tying what you do to the actions, and and ultimately, I think psychologically, it's it's easier for them to resolve 
and they're willing to pay more just because they know that they're getting a direct a direct ROI Absolutely. for what you're doing. So I, it it doesn't seem logical, but it seems sensical in the same way. For sure, for sure. And and, and if if that works better, um, um, I'm not gonna fight it. Uh, mm. One thing, another game changer for me over the past week or so, I uh, I read or listened to a podcast with uh, Nassim Talib about anti-fragile. Yes. Mm. <laughs> I love that mentality. Yeah. And so it's something we've been practicing, but it's like, what I love about it is like an anti-fragile kind of business or person gets better in the face of failure and pain and challenges. Mm, and yeah. it doesn't just break. And so every time we get feedback, now I'm like, oh, that just that's just gonna make us more anti-fragile. Yeah. So um if yeah, if you're watching or listening, if you haven't read or watched a summary or a podcast on anti-fragile, it's an absolute must. It's it's a great it's by yeah, Nicholas Taleb, anti-fragile. Um, it's a big book. Um it's huge. It, I actually it, picked it up last night, it's like 500 pages. Yeah, it's it's a workout. I, I I would suggest yeah, looking at the summaries and 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 looking it up on YouTube. Um, but it it's definitely it's an academic read, but the the principles are amazing. We spent an yeah. entire year at Roundtable with Perry. Um, every time we got together, we we looked at a different aspect of of forming and, and creating anti-fragile businesses. It's mm. it's not something that's in the the general kind of consensus in the business world but it, it's a really revolutionary concept when you when you look at it i love it yeah i, love, I was literally I, it's right in front of me right now i was literally watching another summary <laughs> so that i could get maybe another perspective on this yeah anti-fragile thing yes go ahead b mustafa do you have a uh a story something i like to ask our guests especially when as they're building they're on their entrepreneur journey and they're building their businesses usually there's a validating story um a success story of, of your clients or, or just personally you know as you drop the digital services and you really honed in on you know the follow-up the conversational follow-up the checking and how whatever whatever we're going to call it um, can you give us an example of, of maybe a call you were didn't want to make and it, it it ended up bringing in a bunch of new business for you and you're you know be able to expand your services and really help the client give me something that validated your and anchored this business for you if you can about the call center uh-huh yeah whether whether you uh, got a was there uh, a was there was there a, was there a moment start, can I give you a start for yeah, yeah, go ahead. Well, I think what he's getting is what's the moment where you knew that you were doing the right thing? Was was there just a defining moment? It's like I made the right decision. Uh, can I share a story from yesterday? Of course. Yes. Yeah. If you if All you right, got so, validation yesterday, then yes, that's, that's I got the a right validation story. yesterday, and it was pretty big validation. And so what happened is, up until last week, we were going after companies that do between half a million to $5 million in sales. And then yesterday, I had a call from with a company that does about $20 million in sales, has a list of 38,000 people with customers, and doesn't do squat with their follow-up. Mm. And I had a conversation, and basically, at the end of the call, I was like, when can you start? <laughs> right and then wait you don't have to chase them no chasing <laughs> and then it was they understood the problem way better than anyone else that i talked to mm. 
then I'm like, there wasn't much convincing going on. Maybe <laughs> I'm going to now go after some bigger fish that they really have the pain and they don't have the manpower to follow up. And uh, so I got some very good validation. As, it's, as you know, it's like evolving and, and you know, progressive kind of path. Yeah. Yeah. And Again, so, it's, a, it's a good thing you're meditating in an hour every day because right? yeah, you, you wouldn't have thought of that. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Love that. Um, and so, so the, the point, if you're watching this or listening, is like sometimes we want things to start working from moment one. Yeah. Mm. And, it, and that's never the case. <laughs> right. And then, and, and then it's like we figure out and find new things and new validations and new markets and new ways to tackle business and the rest of it in action, regardless of how many books and seminars and how much coaching we get. We just have to go through and experience these things and have this like massive aha moments to be like, oh my God, why didn't I think of this? And it was just like right in front of me. Hey everybody, I hope you're loving today's show. I know I am, I'm learning so much and I'm also learning that man, I need to do a lot of these things that I haven't been doing. So if you are a Feed Stories customer and you're listening to this show, prepare to hear from Bob and I. If you're someone who's maybe struggled with the idea that, gosh, I, I want to follow up with, with past clients, and, and I, but I don't know what to send. Our biggest strategy, our most requested strategy is sending out a video case study. And what the video case study is, is just a very powerful um, story about how you are helping your customers and clients. Uh, it's it's not pushy. It's you're, you're not asking for anyone. You're just saying, hey, here's a great story of somebody we helped. Uh, we just want to share it with you. And what begins to happen is people that you do business with or want to do business with, they see themselves in that case study. They say, oh, maybe they can help me just like they help them. And that's a very, very compelling way to reach out to people and stay in front of people. So if you're enjoying that, if that's something you might be interested in, uh, please reach out to Bob and I through feedstories.com and let's book a call and find out how we can create uh, compelling videos for your follow-up. Now back to the show. You're listening to The Innovative Founder. Now back to your hosts, Bob Rignaris and Brandon Boyd. Well, it's all about timing, right? I mean, everything happens in its perfect timing. And let's maybe just for, for in your case, maybe you weren't ready to sell to a $20 million company a year ago yeah. or six months ago. You know, uh, maybe it's about honing the process and figuring out, you know, your value statement and, and understanding where the problems are and, and not beating yourself up over those things. Right. It's like, hey, can I be honest I here, Bob? Yeah. Yeah. I, I was afraid. There you go. Honestly, I, I thought I'm not ready. Hmm. And then I talked to this guy yesterday and then we're like, oh, we are ready. It's actually not much different. Hmm. It was that it was that fear that stopped me. Otherwise, what, what was what was the fear? fear? Of, yeah, fear what were you afraid not of? Not being ready. Exactly what you not said. Ready. Okay. okay. I was like, oh, we're gonna build up our portfolio and then do a bunch of nice testimonials, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So I could go up to bigger fish. Turns out I didn't need that. Yeah. Wow. Totally get that. I, I, you know, I'll speak for myself. I'm maybe Bob is all this too, but we felt it sometimes with feed stories is like, are we ready? Are we ready? And and we have some lovely clients that we, we so enjoy doing work for, but we didn't really do anything different in anything. We just had to up level our thinking. We mm -hmm. were absolutely ready and prepared 
to take it on. We just had to believe in ourselves. You know, it was, it's the parent with on the little league and sending the kid out there and you can do this. It's that it's literally that kind of pep talk for ourselves yet. We're in our fifties. <laughs> uh, guys, I know you have Bill Prater on your show. Yeah. He introduced me to this guy. It, and I, if I didn't get that introduction, I probably would have scared myself for another few months or a year or two. It would have put it off more. Yeah. Wow. Huh. Yeah, I was on Bill's podcast. We're actually going to have him on um, here next week. So looking forward to chat with him. Just an amazing guy. Um, just got to know him the first time on the interview. But Amazing person. Well, that I, I mean, that really... You, you, what what you're about, Mustafa, is relationships. I mean, what you talked about with in regards to your family, um, in regards to how you like your whole business is about relationships. So, is there yeah. any surprise? To, Brandon and I are not surprised that part of your strategy and and growing your business is through relationships, and 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 you're really good with it. Um, you know, you've been persistent since we've gotten to know each other. You're very persistent in keeping up good communication, um, talking about opportunities. Like, do you have a particular strategy for that? Or is it just, is it just something that's ingrained? Um, it, it's a mixture of both the strategies that you got to stay in touch with people often without bothering them. Mm -hmm. And and as I've seen it firsthand, people actually appreciate and love the friendly conversation and the friendly communication. Yeah. Um, and most of our business comes from our connections and our networks and our JV networks and and here and there. And so um, we might as well just focus on it. Yeah. Well, that intentionality, I think, is important. Um, Absolutely. That's, some, that's something, you know, Brandon and I, are the 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 reason that we've been able to grow our company has been the relationships we formed through groups that we joined. I mean, that's it's bar none, 90 percent or more of of what we can attribute is based on just high value relationships that we've cultivated. It's it's probably the most important thing you could do um, as a growing small business is is cultivate relationships. I think for sure you 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 cannot go wrong with that, and so. The reason, another reason that helped me kind of make the decision to focus on this follow-up piece is it's all about relationships with your existing list yeah. of people, prospects, existing customers. I think over the years, I probably have reactivated five or six lost customers. And each of those accounts would have been 50, 60 grand a year. Yeah. And all it took was probably a grand total of five to 10 calls that took 30 seconds each within a year or two. Right. So yeah. can I share a story? Of course. You're, it's your floor. So <clears throat> in my agency days, um, we, this, this was, um, you've done digital, you know, this, a typical <laughs> story would be, I have a customer that spent about five grand a month with us on ads and the rest of it. And one day they show up and say, Mustafa, someone emailed me and said they could do all of that for 500 bucks. And you're ripping me off. And I'm like, are you serious? They're like, hmm. yeah, they said they're going to do all of this and then some. So what happened in that case, I could not fight that. He was adamant and he actually made his decision already. So I'm like, just run and take that deal. It, 
seems, seems like a good deal. I, I knew they were going to burn him. Mm. It was a company that was kind of known for it. Now, I'm not going to name names. But what happened was I didn't act like a baby. <laughs> and like within a month or two, I called him up. I was driving by his store. It was a flooring store here in Calgary. Drop by, grab tea and coffee. How's it going? Blah, 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 blah. Like every month or two, I would do that. Or I would call him up. Sure enough, the day came where he called me back and said, Mustafa, we need to talk. Uh -oh. like, hey, what's up? He goes, these guys are just charging me 500 bucks a month and they do nothing. I'm like, no shit, genius. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh $500 compared to five grand. Did you think I'm just going to take all that money and do nothing with it? <laughs> anyway, so we signed him right back up. And then actually this time they, they started spending more time, uh, more money with us. It became a bigger account. And I've done that multiple times. And if I didn't do it, honestly, it took me maybe a total of one or two hours over a span of a year or two, but I brought them right back. Hmm. So if you're watching or listening, think about all your lost customers that you could just easily call them back up and say, hey, can we talk? Where are you at? What's going on? And have a friendly conversation. Hmm. Yeah, I just I get it. cringes, though, on that phrase, we need to talk. <laughs> yeah, we need to talk. <laughs> that just never it never ends up well. It never goes well. That's you, didn't call that well, well, that's why I'm level, paraphrasing. Any conversation, <laughs> oh. anywhere. He was excited when he said we should chat. I don't know what I don't remember what okay. he said, but he's like he wanted to chat. That <laughs> that'd be fine. Like I'd love to have a chat. That that makes me feel good. But that we need to talk just sends this wave of dread uh, through my body. Right, right. <laughs> I like it. Scary. Hey, we're gonna um, we're gonna ask you a pretty interesting question in a minute, Mustafa. But let's sure. take a let's take a minute right here. Um, I know people are intrigued by what you do. Uh, could you share? I know you've got some resources that that people can avail themselves of. You, could you share that? Uh, a gift? Yes, share your gift, a please. Gift for sure. All right, so I'm gonna share the blueprint and the checklist to simple retention formula. This is exactly the process and the checklist that you could use to. Um, improve your follow-up, improve your customer retention, improve your customer um, service um, overall, and get more referrals out of your existing list. And to get that, you could go to persayo.com forward slash VQ. Persayo is P-E-R-S-Y-O.com forward slash VQ as in Victor Cora and download the checklist there. All right, P-E-R-S-Y-O.com forward slash VQ. Yes. Awesome. Love it. Love it. Well, we like to give uh, our guests an opportunity on our show, what we'd like to call the 60 second rant or soapbox. So this is where we get to, we get to know, find a little bit more about your personality before we let you go, but you get to rant or soapbox about anything could be, you know, how come you can't stay in the DMV, you know, lines or, you know, some annoying thing, or it just could be something you're very passionate about a cause, but we want to give you an opportunity. This is your soapbox. It's all you uh, and you can start now. All right. I want to do the rant about that meditation piece. Okay. Yeah, so <clears throat> here's the rant. There's so much going on in our head. 
and then we read all this information, attend all sorts of workshops and masterminds and hang out with a bunch of cool people. What we don't do enough with the information. And as long as the mind is exploding and, and, and overflowing with information, we probably could not do much. Now, I've been wanting to sit down and relax and reflect and do all that stuff. But I keep coming up with some BS nonsense excuse that I have to read this and I've got work to do, blah, blah, blah. And I don't have enough time to focus on myself. So over the past month, I have forced myself to do this and I'm seeing great results from this. this. So my rant is do not BS yourself <laughs> that you've got shit to do and you come up with all sorts of nonsense excuses about not doing and spending maybe enough time with yourself and to calm yourself down so that you could get things done. That's my rant. I love it. Rant on yourself a little bit. That's that's the way you do it. Call out your own shit. I yeah, love it. Exactly. Perfect. I love it. Perfect. Well, great. Mustafa, thank you for coming uh, to us on this cold day. They, nothing nothing better to do on a cold day than stay inside and talk to a couple guys, right? I mean, 100%. Right. I, this cool. was a great conversation. You guys are amazing hosts. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks so uh, well, much. We appreciate you. So uh, people be sure to uh, look Mustafa up, look up that free gift. And uh, we enjoyed having you on the show. We can't wait to talk again. Can I share one more thing? Oh, oh okay. The PS. About, here we go. About, There's a PS. PS. No. All right. Yeah. Can I share why I'm here? Yes. Bob, sure. I followed up with you. <laughs> I followed up with Bob. Bob, he did. Would you have me on your show? And he graciously said, "Yes, yeah, that's why I'm here." Yes, I, I, I lowered, I, I lowered myself and said, "Yes, you may come on this crazy, this <laughs> yes, amazing platform." Yeah, but no, I you were one hundred percent correct. You absolutely followed up, and 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 it was a very honest and very easy request to fulfill. Um, I was on your show. We'd love to have you on ours, and uh, thank you for doing that. And thank, uh, you. thank you for demonstrating your your superpower and uh, and and creating this live case study for yourself. It's fantastic. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Innovative Founder with Bob Regnerus and Brandon Boyd, a show featuring the real stories of entrepreneurs making their beautiful dent in the world. If you like the show, let us know by leaving a rating. If you're an innovative business founder yourself with a story to tell, then you might just be our next guest. Reach out to us on InnovativeFounder.com and tell us your story. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next time on The Innovative Founder.